Hello, and my name is Peter Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we're here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, frank and raw conversations. Hello, I'm really excited to be joined today by Nikki Morby. She is an HR specialist and she helps flagship partners with a lot of our HR support too. Today we talk about Kickstart and also about Breathe HR and how we can help systemize your HR processes. But ultimately Kickstart is a great opportunity for you to get free help and support in your business from the government. And that doesn't happen very often. So please do enjoy the show. Take care, catch you soon. Yeah, red light's rolling anyway. So I'm joined today by Nikki Morby, who is the human resources extraordinaire. Uh, I don't know whether she's a consultant management director, but she's literally everyone's go-to person for human resources. Um, real expert in the field. And um, she'll really have appreciated me introducing her in that way. So Nikki, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Pete. I'm good, thank you. Good. And today we're here to talk about Kickstart, which is the government scheme uh, where young people are being able to put into the work environment and be able to learn and gather new skills and have some work experience as well, whilst potentially filling available opportunities within businesses as well as we start to uh, come out of lockdown and start to look to recover from um, the challenges we've faced over the last uh, last 12 months and, mm-hmm. and beyond really. So it's uh, I've seen it as a great opportunity. It's certainly something we've implemented at Flagship. We've just uh, taken on a new Kickstarter who's due to join us tomorrow as, as we're speaking now. We'll have, by the time this goes out live, um, we'll already be with us. Um, and we, we've been really pleased with how the process has gone personally. So first of all, I guess, if I could just hand over to you, Nikki, just introduce for people listening, explain probably a lot better and more articulately than I can uh, what a Kickstarter is and what they, um, you know, what sort of roles they can do and that sort of thing in business. Yeah, so the Kickstart scheme um, is a government initiative to support those individuals who are most at risk of long term unemployment. So individuals that are aged 16 to 24 and currently in the of universal tax credits so the scheme itself um, offers like you said the individuals an opportunity to work for six months within a business and gain real valuable insight and skills and experience that will help them um, to go on and obtain further employment um, and just help them get into that role and get that exposure and experience that they need and from an employer's perspective the government scheme supports financially So the government will contribute to 25 hours per week plus employer's contribution, so tax, national insurance and pension, if applicable, um, for the whole six month period, um, which is obviously fantastic for those individuals or those businesses that might be a little bit apprehensive as we come out of lockdown around um, increasing their team. Um, this is this is a way that they can do that with confidence and then also obviously help all of those individuals. 
Yeah, okay, brilliant. So with with regards to those people coming in or the young people coming in, they're likely to be probably quite low on experience uh, and, and they're going to uh, need some support as they go into a business. So what sort of what sort of roles are we seeing, particularly with listeners being particularly in the transport sector, for example, which is a sector that we both know very well? Uh, what sort of positions can they start to fill and what, what sort of what are you seeing working quite well for that role? Yeah, so the scheme has no off limits as far as the positions that can be offered. However, what is clear is that it should be reasonable and trainable. So um, the types of individuals who may be in receipt of universal tax credits at the moment, aged between 16 to 24, as we know, there's been um, a, you know, a large amount of redundancies, unfortunately. So there might well be candidates who are currently in receipt of universal tax credits who aren't working, who actually have got a certain skill set or experience or previous qualifications. And that's great. But it's also aimed at those individuals who might not necessarily have experience within the workplace, who might not necessarily have those qualifications. So ideally, the employers will be able to take them on for a six month period and provide all of the training that's needed to fulfil that role. So the types of roles that ourselves as a gateway have supported employers um, getting is the likes of um, marketing juniors, um, social media um, individuals, um, proofreaders, content writers, business administration, customer service, um, hospitality, so front of house, um, kitchen staff, we've had retail, um, we've had hair and beauty, um, kind of juniors, trainee roles, um, warehouse operatives, um, you name it. And as long as it can be trained inside the organisation or you as an employer obtain training for them, if it's not a skill set you can provide, then absolutely fantastic. Amazing. And is there, is there a minimum commitment from the employer as to what sort of training they need to put on? I, I suppose a lot of employers, for example, as we intend to, will do like an onboarding process, so to speak, and just sort of let that person shadow maybe a more experienced member of staff. Is that the sort of thing that's going to be yeah. OK and meet meet the need of that? Yeah, absolutely. So if, for example, you think about business administration, so that's been a really popular one. So um, and ordinarily, all of the inside processes can be trained by you as a business owner or a member of your existing team. So, you know, the email setup, the correspondence to clients, um, there might be diary management, it might be liaising directly with clients or customers. Um, there could be some reports, it could be some data analysis, all of those things can be trained internally. But then if you look on the flip of it, if you think about social media, which again has been quite a popular position to fill, it might be that a business owner doesn't see um, the individual benefit of themselves doing social media. It's not their skill. It's not, you know, but they ideally want somebody to be able to support the business in that way. Um, and there are lots of individuals around social media experts, really knowledgeable people who can be brought in to train that Kickstarter instead of the business owner. So anything like that is just ideal. Perfect. Um, what, what a great opportunity at the moment for particularly transport companies who are looking to maybe grow their social media reach this is a good opportunity for them to look to do that and start to establish themselves from a marketing perspective as well uh, across LinkedIn and Facebook too 
I see that being a real opportunity, obviously, as well as the sort of standard business administration. Uh, yeah, as well. absolutely. And if you think about a transport perspective, Pete, and I know we've had lots of conversations because of our work together in the transport industry, but overall, the, the haulage sector has a massive, massive skills shortage and um, a massive shortage of people coming into the profession. And for example, if you took somebody on as a kickstart position and had them um, really learning the ropes within the warehouse, within the removals, we know the training that's given as part of those roles, manual handling, safe moving, all of those types of things, they would that six months would give them a real grounding to the industry, give them some certificates and bits and pieces to really increase their knowledge, but also their confidence. And that really could push a whole generation into the haulage where we've got our next lot of drivers, you know, and, and all of that type of thing as they progress. So it is a real opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, as I sort of alluded to earlier, I've been through the process uh, or we've been through or going through the process with flagship. And it's been it's been really straightforward because we registered the role with you and you were able to help write that role, which is for us, it's going to be a business administration assistant for the time being. But obviously, that role can develop. We're a small business and we can show our new delegate and lots of lots of different stuff, to be fair. But one of the things that I've got an eye on is not just sort of social media and uh, standard sort of administrative processes actually this young person's really interested in computers and interested in software and what computers do within business so actually in the transport sector that that's absolutely ideal because he can shadow me and one of our other transport managers and actually start to understand a lot more around the different software we use for telematics and he'll be able to write um, process reports process data and that sort of thing where um, that's really something that, I, in my experience, I've seen in the sector that we often challenge. We're challenged by because uh, a, a lot of the team members are maybe of older generations and a bit slower on computers. I'm not meaning that to be offensive in so, any way at all. I'm just speaking yeah, yeah. from my truth and the other, yeah. the, what I know. But, but they're gonna, so rapid. Yeah, I'm going to make myself sound really, really old now. Um, but where historically we've created job descriptions for jobs and we've said, you know, we require X amount of experience we, and we require X um, qualification. Actually, our younger generation is so more tech savvy than what we are. And so many of them are amazing, but they're self-taught. And that's ideal for this type of role, because actually they pick things up so quickly just technology is so familiar to them they grasp the concepts of different platforms and and different outlets and all of those things so again from the transport industry over into other industries um people that are 16 to 24 who are quite tech savvy naturally um this is again ideal for them because we're not asking for a set um, um qualification as such they could be self-taught and actually if they do well within their six-month placement and they're offered a role then they can acquire qualifications if they want to when in employment further down the line, but it's not a criteria to coming onto the kickstart scheme. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really, really good opportunity, I think, for employers to, 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 to look at the, the younger generation for, for these roles. And the, the, the process itself has been really simple. We've registered the role with you. We had the job description there. And then what's happened is the, the job centre themselves actually kind of do the recruitment side of it because they, they push... Uh, people who meet the criteria, they they push them towards the roles on our behalf. So there's no there's no heavy lifting at all. Essentially, we register the role. Uh, the the job centre kind of do their bit. Um, I, I certainly have had 
uh, notification. So when when the job centre have referred our role to a potential delegate, we get a notification email that comes in, and that's just let us know that they've referred us to somebody. And then and then we may or may not see an application. We've probably seen about a fifty percent hit rate from when we've been referred to someone actually applying. Um, but uh, none, nonetheless, I've been I've been really impressed with uh, with certainly the young person we're looking to to look after over the next yeah. six months. I think yeah. it's a really good opportunity. Yeah, and it's worthwhile noting the scheme originally launched back um, last year, September, October time, and um, the process to start with was um, was quite painful. Um, with all things that happen kind of quite quickly, um, you know, things get better over time as people become accustomed to what needs to be done, how and what, and we take those learnings. Um, so what basically happens now from a gateway perspective is like you said employers will contact us talk through what positions they're wanting and they will um, give us the basic details we need and we will send that as part of a funding application over to DWP um, where when the scheme first launched it was taking kind of eight 12 weeks to kind of get that process through now it's done within four weeks which is really good and an absolute step in the right direction so during that four-week period we're waiting for the application to be accepted myself and the team work with you guys as employers and we complete the job descriptions with you um, so that as soon as we get that funding go ahead we send the job uh, description straight over to the job centre um, and then it takes a couple of days to go live on the system and like you said you then start to receive applications or notifications from the coaches and then applications from the individuals and depending on kind of the location of these vacancies or the types of vacancies some people are seeing more applications than others which we would expect um, but what the job centre are now getting much, much better at is staying in contact with the employers and saying, how are you finding the applicants? Is there anything we can do to support you? Um, and they're being much more proactive in trying to fill these placements, which, again, is a, a great step now that they've found themselves and they're pushing ahead with the programme. Absolutely. Yeah. So how, how long is the scheme running for? How long? So we get six months initially, but is there a possibility? I think it's kind of been a left a bit open-ended if it's a success. We may get it extended as well. Yeah. So the scheme at the moment ends at the end of December this year. OK, so um, my hope is that they extend it, especially because of the delays that we saw at the beginning of the programme. So my hope is they extend, but we're still waiting for it to be confirmed. However, as things stand at the moment, even if you had an individual join you on a placement, say November or December, that's absolutely fine then to run until kind of March, April next year. My understanding is as long as the placement starts before the end of the programme, then that's absolutely fine. Yeah, okay, fine. And and I guess sort of correct me if I'm wrong, but from a mechanics point of view of how how it how it works is that uh, that that person will get 25 hours funded by by the government. So therefore, uh, as an employer, we pay them their minimum wage um, for the 25 hours. Uh, if we want to top them up to a 40 hour contract, then obviously we can do it at our own expense. But we we provide them 25 hours of employment, and then once we've paid them, we then are able to. You would then help make the claim. Um, and then the claim uh, is paid back sort of fairly fairly quickly, a bit like the furlough scheme yeah. would have been. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership. 
We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services. So if your fours accredited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. Yeah, so in essence, there's two parts of the funding with Kickstart. Um, so as a gateway, obviously, I try and be as open and transparent in regards to the support and the services myself as a gateway provide to employers. Um, and then there's the ongoing funding. So um, many employers, especially those that don't have an existing team, and actually this is a great opportunity for them to kind of start building that team. They really want handholding and they really want that support to onboard the right people um, and that's where us as a gateway obviously because we're a people consultancy covering recruitment training and HR that's where we really come into our own so the government provides an initial um, bit of funding which is £1,500 okay of that £1,500 the gateway keeps hold of 500 and then I'll go through the support that 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 achieves but that leaves a thousand pounds so when you as an employer start your individual on their first day we send an email off to dwp confirming their start and then within 10 working days we receive a payment and that thousand pounds comes over to you so you can use that thousand pounds for anything and anything that you need to for your individual it could be uniform it could be a laptop it could be a phone it could be um, some training some external training it really is entirely up to you of what benefit that thousand pound is is going to be for that individual and then from the gateway perspective, what we do is we provide you with an employer pack. So you've got a six month fixed term contract of employment um, and you've got all of your welcome packs, your offer letter, your welcome letter, your right to work checks, your new starter form, all of the things that you as an employer need to be legally compliant in regards to employment law and also to support your individual onboarding and having a great induction. So as well as that, so you get that kind of at the front. And then we have monthly kind of calls or check-ins to make sure everything's okay. If there are any incidents that maybe as an employer you need some support with, maybe your um, your individual has some sickness absence or maybe customer service isn't too great one day and you need to start having those conversations, then we're there to support those taking place. And then a big part of the criteria of the scheme is around employability. This is about helping people at risk of long-term employment obtain employment going forward. So at the end of the six months or towards the end of the six months, they'll be invited to an employability workshop with me and the team where we'll cover things like CV writing, cover letter writing, um, interview preparation, interview questions, researching businesses, all of those things that really help a person obtain future employment. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? And I think... I think the other key thing for for those that are maybe sat on the fence is that there's no there's no guarantee there's no job guarantee at the other end either is there essentially you're you're caretaking this person for six months free of charge really from from the government point of view and helping helping to bring them along but there's actually no obligation for you to offer them a role if they're not a good fit for the business yeah, as well absolutely so the hope is through the six months they add real value to the business um and you want to retain them and that's absolutely fantastic but like you said there is no obligation um you could provide them with a reference and support them obtaining employment elsewhere um you could offer them an apprenticeship and there's a really nice link between the kickstart scheme then going on to an apprenticeship afterwards um, or you could just offer them a um you know, a revised employment contract and, and take them on full time or part time on a permanent positioning. Yeah. 
or, or even look at an apprenticeship route with them because potentially you could put them through an apprenticeship. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Nikki, that, that's absolutely awesome. Is there anything that I've forgotten for us to, to discuss on it, really? I think, uh, I think I'm sort of there. Yeah, no, no, not really. I think we've covered the kind of um, the the key points within the scheme. I think sometimes it varies between different employers about what their needs are and what their expectations are. I think as far as numbers, so some of my bigger um, clients, employers, they've um, applied for maybe 10 positions. And what they're doing is they're going to phase the 10 um, from now until the end of the scheme, okay, which is just fantastic. I've had some employers that have taken on three or four all in one go because obviously they've got the resource and the experience to be able to train these individuals. They've probably got an existing team that can provide a lot of training as well. So I would just say, you know, from an employer's perspective, if you're not sure about whether you'd like to apply for one kickstart position or five, obviously, you know, have a conversation with us, pick up the phone and we can talk all the things through because there's lots of different options. Um, you could initially apply for, say, four kickstart positions, but it doesn't mean that just because you've applied for four, you have to take four. Actually, if you start two and then something changes and you can't facilitate the, the other two, well, OK, there's no consequence to that. That's absolutely fine. Awesome. awesome. That's fantastic. OK, Ace. Um, and whilst whilst I've got you then, um, we've been working on a project with a couple of our transport clients, haven't we, around uh, essentially... Uh, systemizing and putting onto the cloud system their their hr processes and hr documentation as well and one of the things that i just wanted to sort of mention whilst you're here is that that's been a really good opportunity and something that we've come across with uh, a few of our transport clients is that there's like a harmonization been needed where the contracts have been quite outdated and then you've got the employee handbook whilst particularly for drivers for example we have to have a specific driver handbook but actually that employee handbook from an HR point of view, as well as a contract, they've been kind of out of date or they've been mishmash of different, different things. And actually they don't quite meet what they need to. So we've been helping harmonize those, make sure that they're all correct. Chasing drivers around can be an absolute disaster as we found out. Well, not a disaster, but a pain um, trying to track people down when everyone works remotely because well, everyone's been going on about remote working. Transport's been doing it for years, right? <laughs> and uh, the cloud-based system helps these people so much because it's a cloud-based system. It means that we're able to have all of the documents in one place. We're able to manage infringements in one place. Everything's able to go on the system, including holidays, making sure that everything's requested, uh, making sure that everything's processed online. And actually, it's been relieving a lot of headaches, hasn't it? Are you yeah. able to just what, what what have I missed there? I think there's there's sort of some key points possibly I've missed. Yeah, no, I think you've done a really good job, Pete. I think for me, from a HR perspective, um, it's really, really common to go into a business, um, typically a family-run business that kind of started at very small and has been really successful and grown, to see terms that need harmonising because obviously over time things change. There are updates to employment law and best practice. So you can look at contracts maybe that were issued 10 years ago and there's a significant amount of change. And sometimes while you can update the terms for new starters as needed, you then get a disparency between older terms and newer terms. So to see a harmonisation project go through a business is not uncommon at all. It's actually really common um, and it just supports a consistency. Um, so that's that's one thing. If you do, as a business owner, recognise that you've got inconsistent terms, OK, it happens all the time and a harmonisation project can solve that. 
but like you said, from a uh, remote working perspective, when we talk about hybrid being the way forward for a lot of organisations, regardless of industry or sector, um, you know, when you have got remote workers, especially transport, they're on the road all the time. We need to make things as easy as possible for everybody involved. So it's about going right. If we have a very old um, employee file system in our office that's lock and key, who has access to that? How readily available is the information? How hard does it make instant access to information? And how much more efficient is it by using online? So, you know, we always encourage Breeze HR. Um, there are others available, but we champion Breeze HR because it's just incredibly cost effective. It's really user friendly. The customer support team are just amazing um, and it works really well for smaller businesses. So we can put all of the, the contracts, all of the handbook, all of the terms, everything and anything on that system. And anybody, regardless of whether you're a driver, whether you're in head office, whether you support um, departments like you and IP, and we can access that information straight away. It also stops lots of documentation and data essentially being passed over by email, which can be quite dangerous from a, a data compliance and a breach perspective. Um, but also, I think you touched on it as well around sickness absence, training, um, holiday requests you know we all know what it's like within businesses if somebody wants to request holiday it might be a whatsapp message it might be written on the back of a form and left on somebody's desk that then gets tidied up and put somewhere there's lots of inefficiencies where Breathe HR has an app on your phone so the drivers again it's super easy they can just go on put their dates on and it automatically goes through to their line manager no paperwork no lost messages or relying on emails or anything like that it's just very very straightforward isn't it yes yeah, i've been really really impressed with it it's been i think it works out about something like a pound an employee per month and it's just you know maybe possibly up to two pounds depending on the package and the size of the business but the cost effectiveness of having that platform and one of the things that when, when transport people are listening in, one of the things that we need to get a lot better at in the sector and we're being expected to get a lot better at by the traffic commissioner and the DVSA is proactive training, for example. So we're able to have a training matrix, a training pathway, and we're able to see at the click of the click of a button literally where our member of staff is, what CPC courses have they had, what training do they need to have taken place, and all of that can just be managed centrally and uh, everyone, everyone can have that allocated to them um, as well as like the... the what, what I think as a transport manager is a really cool function is that we're able to upload our infringements on a monthly basis. So rather than trying to chase a driver down one of the motorways with a piece of paper, getting him to sign it, we're able to make sure that it's scanned onto his uh, platform and actually send him a message so that when he goes to try and book holiday or, or, or what have you, it comes up with a message to say you have a document you need to read and then they have to acknowledge that they've read it, which is um, a, you know, a fantastic way of us being able to, to pass messages along we can send memos out so when there's been an issue uh for example that we've highlighted with around uh, if we've got like a common thread running through some of our challenges we're able to issue memos and make sure that drivers have read those as well it's just from a compliance point of view it's a really really nice system and way to be able to communicate with the team um, and to be able to ensure that people are getting messages and reading them too 
Yeah, I think we're so used to running on old school Excel spreadsheets and trying to track all of the data we need. And it's really nice, like you say, just to be able to upload CPC training or infringements or anything and have it just available on a report, not having to download an Excel and then manipulate the data to be fit for purpose. You can just download who's had training by such and such a date, when people's renewals are up, um, all of those things. And, and to be able to put a document on with a read receipt, so as a line manager, if I had 10, a team of 10, um, I would, on a weekly basis, be able to have an email that says, on that document you uploaded last week, five of your team have read it, and these are the five that haven't. And they automatically get reminders to say you've still got a document outstanding. And that becomes an audit trail, obviously, from a compliance and a HR perspective. That's that's sometimes really handy to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, well, Nikki, thank you for joining me. Um, it's been really, really uh, pleasurable having you on the podcast again and uh, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to have a chat with me as well. Um, if anyone's listening and they're interested in how to get in touch, um, please do reach out, give us a shout. Uh, Nikki and I are both active on our Facebook communities in the Transport Managers Consultant Hub as well as the Transport Operators Hub on Facebook. And if you don't know what those are, then, uh, then certainly drop me a message and I'll send you an invitation to join the group. If you have any questions, you're able to ask them in there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, drop, drop, drop us an email and uh, we'll be able to help you along, whether it's with Kickstart or whether it's with Breathe. And uh, yeah, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks for joining me. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.